This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Preston, episode 71, Improve Your Relationships. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for goal-getting, fear-facing women who are kicking ass by creating change. I'm your host, Lindsay Preston. I'm a wife, mom of two, and a multi-certified life coach to women all over the world. I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me as I challenge you to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you are meant to be. Let's do this. my friend. Welcome to another episode of the show. Today we're talking about relationships. I feel like we don't talk about relationships that much directly on the show. Like they're always in all of the episodes, it seems. But today is all about relationships specifically. So that means friendships and love interests, be it someone you're married to or you're dating. It's um, friendships. It's people at work. It's parenting, um, really anything in your life. So today's really going to rock your world. You're going to see how important it is that you are taking ownership for the problems in your relationship. Yes, I said it. It's so easy for us to blame others that, you know, our husband's not doing something or our kids need to behave or our boss is an a-hole, right? And some of that may be true, (laughs) but we can't control them. We can control ourselves and we can control how we show up and we can control what we think about it and how we feel about it. And that's where our power lies. And it's so crazy cool that when we change our thinking and how we feel about it and how we show up differently, it's amazing what happens with the relationship. All of a sudden, things just start working out. The marriage seems to get better. The boy that you thought was maybe not a good fit for a long-term mate starts looking a little bit different to you. Your kids start behaving better. Your boss isn't as much of an a-hole. The people at work that drive you crazy don't drive you crazy as much. It's pretty incredible how this works, my friend. So today I'm sharing with you this live training that I did recently. So it's the audio from that where I'm teaching the number one tool to solve any problem. If you've heard the solve your problem episode, you already know this tool or many of my other episodes. I'm going to spoil it for you. It's the self-coaching model. So we're going to go over that again, just real brief. And then we're going to get into relationships and talking specifically about using this tool with relationships. Okay. You maybe think, okay, Lindsay, I've got the self-coaching thing. You've taught me that already. Um, I don't need to listen to this one. No. Hold your role, my friend. You absolutely need to listen to this one, okay? I'm coaching people all the time using the self-coaching model. I'm even getting coached all the time on the self-coaching model. And I am finding still things that they can improve upon. That's just the way our brain works. We're always learning. We're always growing. And the coaching model helps us very clearly and easily see how we're the ones who are creating results in our relationships and our lives, how we don't want them to be, okay? 
So get ready. This is going to be big. Now, I just want to give one last shout out before we get into the training is that the first time I ever got introduced to how I could be a problem in a relationship was when I was going through my divorce and I went to this class called Divorce Care. It's at many churches. It's a free thing. It's awesome. If you're going through divorce and you just feel really numb, it was such a great, it's really like a support group, but then you watch some videos and you do a workbook and stuff. And um, in one of the classes, they said, okay, maybe your spouse had more to blame. Maybe they were a cheater, you know, or dishonest or whatever. But you also need to look at yourself and say, how did I contribute to the downfall of my marriage? And I remember when that happened, thinking like, F you, you know, because I had been like this cheated on woman, right? It was like, screw you. And you may feel that too, as you listen to this training a little bit of like defensive of, of, you know, how could I be the one at fault when this person's so toxic? or this is this other person's problem, but just open your mind. Because I remember after I heard that that day, I started to just get curious and say, okay, how could I have been the one? And that's what opened up the whole thing, the whole, this huge door into my opportunity for growth. And it just snowballed. Everything started changing in the direction of my dreams just from that moment of somebody saying, how could you have been at fault here? And it really started to solidify how I had things to work on when the guy I dated right out of the gate after my marriage, then I was the other woman in his relationship. And I thought, "Whoo, there's definitely something with me here. Again, so it's really hard sometimes to accept fault and to see how we're contributing to results that we don't want in our life. But man, is it powerful once we take that ownership. And that's when we really can get in control of our lives and control of what we want and everything changes. So again, get ready. Today is so powerful. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it changes you to the depth of your core and I hope it changes your relationships. So here's the training. Okay. All right. Hi, everybody. Okay. Feel free to use the chat as much as you want. If you have questions as I go along, um, let's go back here. <laughs> Let me start. I'm like a little disheveled. I had a, I just had a call that went a little long and then I have to jump on another call. So excuse me for a second while I'm like putting myself together, but I'm so excited you're here today. We're going to talk about, um, relationships, how to solve any problem in your relationship. So last week was the first video in this training where I just taught you how to solve any problem. Um, if you went to that one, great. You didn't have to, but this is the second one in the series where today we're just going to talk specifically about relationships. Okay. So if you don't know who I am, I'm Lindsay Preston. I'm a multi-certified life coach to go-getter women who have good lives and they want to create great lives. So most of my clients, they have had success in their life and they just keep having this feeling of there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be something out there that um, just makes me feel a little more fulfilled. So they may have checked off all of life's boxes, be it career-wise or personally or both. And they're just like, is this really it to life? So I help them feel really deeply fulfilled and then go after bigger goals and dreams time and time and time again. Okay. So that's me in a nutshell. As I said, today, we're going to talk about how to solve any relationship problem. So if you are watching this live, feel free to use the chat box. If you're watching on Facebook, I can't see you over there, but feel free to um, leave a comment and I will get back to you if you have any questions. 
Okay. All right. So who's excited talking about relationships? The quality of our relationships is so important, right? If we're having good relationships, then it just feels like life feels a lot better. Um, and when they feel hard, it just seems like things tend to feel really heavy and almost to a point where life feels stuck or it feels like we're moving backwards in regards to um, wanting the life that we want. Okay. So the reason that relationships can feel hard is because we're taught that other people and things make us happy. So however our boss treats us, however our husband treats us or our partner treats us, how our kids behave, um, how much money we have, all these external things, right? We base that off of, well, that means I have a good quality life. You know, I just got off the phone with somebody and we were talking about her career and I said, well, what do you rank it one through 10 right now for the quality of your career? And she's like, well, right now it's a zero, but if X, Y, Z happens, then it's going to be a 10. And I'm like, whoa, oh my gosh, you're giving so much power away to getting this one career opportunity. Like, you know, you could be fulfilled in your career right now. And instead of looking to uh, this external thing to fulfill you, right? So we're taught this from early on. If we just think about the Walt Disney days, when I was little, I loved Disney princesses. Um, and so, you know, I just always thought it's like one day I'm just going to meet my prince and he's going to sweep me away. And granted later, I knew better than that, but it was still playing in the back of my mind of, okay, when I meet my dream guy, then I'll feel better. When I get X in my career, then I'm going to be more fulfilled, right? And so this is why, again, when things aren't going the way we want, we judge the quality of our lives, okay? So we need to quit giving our power away. We need to take it back. We need to quit looking to the external things to fulfill us. And granted, that stuff worked for a long time for a lot of us. That's why we have some of the success we have today. But that's why we start feeling unfulfilled. We start feeling empty. We've got to start looking at ourselves and what's going on with us instead of looking to other things to, you know, go the way we want it to for us to feel better in our lives. Okay. So circumstances, so circumstances are really anything outside of us. Circumstances do not equal the results in our life at all. Our thoughts are what equal the results. Okay. So right now, one of the big things is coronavirus, right? We're all blaming coronavirus for however we feel and what we have and we don't have in our life. And granted, you know, statistically you could say, oh, well, let's think for, of a gym owner, for example. Well, they haven't been able to be open for a while. And some of them are just starting to open. And a gym owner could say, well, coronavirus is the result, you know, the problem that's created this result of not having as much income, right? And there's not, again, it's not wrong, but if they went in with a thought of, I'm going to make this the best thing that's happened to me, I'm going to make money even during a global pandemic, they may very likely have very different results. Okay. So we're going to walk through this more and more as we go through this in our training, but I'm really wanting you to gather one thing here. Your thoughts are what create your results. Okay. And I'm going to give you a lot of examples. I'm going to talk a lot about my marriage today, very openly, and just kind of allow you to see how this comes to play and how you're doing this. All right. Okay. So before we start getting into 
talking about my thoughts and how my thoughts and my marriage create my results, good and bad. We're going to talk about all of it. I want to just break down the number one tool to help you solve your problems. Okay. So if you were here last week, you already got this training, but if not, let's do a quick refresher. This is a self-coaching model. So the self-coaching model is just a really quick and easy way for you to see what your thoughts are about a circumstance and to see how a simple thought can generate your feelings, your actions, and your results. Okay. So again, we'll break this down more in a minute, but let's just learn the basics here. Okay. So on the model, you're going to see when I do them here in a bit, you're going to see C-T-F-A-R on the side of the page. C stands for circumstances. These are the things that happen in our world that we have no control over. Okay. So how somebody else behaves, we have no control over that. Coronavirus, we have very little control over that. Okay. Again, anything external to us, that's a circumstance. Our thoughts are the sentences that run through our brain. Okay. And I underline sentences and I always make a point to talk about this because many times our thoughts feel very just, they feel very right, they feel like fact, but they're not, okay? They're just sentences that run through our brain, okay? Again, this is gonna make more sense here in a bit. F equals feelings, and feelings, when you look at the definition of it, feelings are just vibrations happening in our body, okay? So when we feel excited, that's a vibration of excitement. If we feel anxious, that's a vibration of anxiety. If we feel sad, you know, so on and so forth, right? But really that's all that's happening. Our brain really hates feeling feelings, doesn't it? Like we try and avoid feeling so much. That's why people do things like overspend and drink alcohol, like feeling like they need it, not just out of enjoyment, why they overeat, why they work too much. You know, the list goes on and on because our brain hates feeling so much. It wants to avoid it and get that quick endorphin hit. And it's like, give me the cupcake or, you know, let me just work because I love the feeling of achieving at work. Or let me caretake. I used to really love caretaking. Like, let me caretake on this little kitten and let me love on this little kitten and not have to think about, you know, whatever feeling I'm feeling, right? Then we have A, actions. So these are the behaviors, reactions, or inaction that we take based off our thoughts and feelings, okay? Again, this is going to make more sense. But I really, if you have never learned this from me, Take notes on this. Take a screenshot of this. This is so important, okay? So again, actions are the behaviors, reactions, or inactions that we take. Results are what happens because of our actions, okay? So this tool is one that you're going to want to use over and over again as certain things happen in your life. So you get in an argument with your husband, that starts to become your circumstance. And it will be, you know, say your husband's name is Bill. Bill says, blah, blah, blah right? And then you're going to start breaking it down. Okay. So I'm going to start doing it on my life. I'm going to be the guinea pig here, get vulnerable with you because I think it's really important. Hope y'all can see that. Okay. I'm going to bring it up a little bit. I think it's really important to see real world examples from a real person of, okay, how is she using this? How is it working for her? And we can go into client examples too, that I've done with clients. Um, but let's talk about one that I've done recently. So I have this on my phone. Okay. So a recent circumstance that my husband and I worked through is he hadn't planned a date night in years. 
Okay. So granted we're in COVID. Yeah. It's a little bit harder. Um, we decided we weren't going to have babysitters during this time, but even prior to that, we had a son. He's now two. We weren't really going out that much. Okay. So it became this story in my brain of, you know what? My husband hasn't planned a date night in years. Okay. So that became my circumstance. Husband didn't plan dates. And I'm just going to say two years. I don't know. I'd have to like really sit down and look at the calendar, but he hadn't planned any dates in two years. Okay. So, you know, sometimes like things will just kind of hit you out of nowhere. Like you'll realize it. And then all of a sudden it's like, what the heck? <laughs> you know, like you start feeling these feelings off something. So this is something that recently happened. It was just like, okay, yeah, he hasn't planned a date night in, in two years. Okay. So luckily I have this tool of the self-coaching model and I could start to analyze what my thoughts are about it. But here were some that I had initially. It was, he doesn't care. He doesn't find me attractive. And then he's lazy. Okay. So those are the ones that were playing through my mind. So then after that thought, you want to start to figure out what are my feelings based off these thoughts. And really, ideally, you want to do one thought at a time and just generate one feeling, but we're going to try and put all these together, okay? So some of the feelings that I had were I was sad, annoyed, pissed. I even put duped on here because when we were dating, he planned amazing dates. Like that was something that I loved about him um, and insecure, okay? So then I started to, in essence, because what happens is, is we enter a circumstance and then thoughts start running through our brain many time in the back burner, like in the, the unconscious mind. And then all of a sudden we start feeling feelings and we don't really know where the feelings have come from. Again, we, we automatically think, oh, it's the circumstance. Oh my gosh. I just realized you haven't planned a date in two years. It's like, now I'm freaking annoyed, Right. Versus it really isn't about this. It's about my thoughts about him not playing the date in the past two years. Okay. So then what actions did I take off of this? Well, this is before I did the model too. <laughs> Was because I'm, I'm a human being, my friend. Yes, I'm a life coach and I know all this mindset stuff. But sometimes, you know, things just hit you out of nowhere. Okay. So the actions I started to take is I would complain. I would spin in my emotions about it because when you're thinking thoughts like I'm not good enough or he's not into me or whatever, um, you know, it plays in your mind. Right. And then I started to pull away because these thoughts are running through my mind. It's like, he doesn't find me attractive. He doesn't care. So I started pulling away from him. So then what happens, cause this played out for like a couple weeks of like us going through this little cycle is um, hubby had even less motivation to plan dates and less desire to be with me because if I'm sitting there being bitchy, in essence, which sorry, I'm not on Facebook, but um, if I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of you know being annoyed and complaining all the time, like who wants to hang out with that? Not many people. Okay. So what happened here, and this is what I want you to see, 
your T line of what you're thinking most times becomes your R line. It becomes your results. Okay. So if I'm thinking he doesn't care, he doesn't find me attractive, he's lazy, then that's what I started to, in essence, manifest, right? And, and come true, have come true were these things. And so I started to see this happening after, again, a couple of days, maybe it was a couple of weeks, sat down, finally did a model on it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. And this is where I want you to start to ask yourself, is it really serving me to think these thoughts that he doesn't care? He doesn't find me attractive. He's lazy. Does that serve me to think that? And my brain even comes back at that and will say, well, maybe he doesn't care, Lindsay. Maybe he doesn't find you attractive. Maybe. But then I start to ask it back. I say, okay, well, let's find proof otherwise. What are ways in which he does find me attractive? What are ways in which he does care? And then what's so crazy is your brain will start to find proof for the other way around. It's like, okay, he's, he's helping around the house so much. Like he's always wanting to hug me and kiss me. And I've been really the one that pulls away. And, you know, then I get, it's like the, the story starts to change. Because what happens too is many times when we're having these kind of thoughts, you know, our brain just goes out and looks for proof of that, right? It's like, well, once again, he doesn't care. Another weekend, no date plans. He doesn't really want to be with me. Another night, he just lays there. He doesn't really want to cuddle with me, whatever, right? Uh, but then when you shift the script and then you say, how could this be wrong? How is it that he does care or, you know, flip whatever your thoughts are? How is it that he does find me attractive? you start to see, this is just a story my brain's holding on to, and it's not really serving me. Okay. So what I did then is I started to change the thought line. Okay. And this is what you want to do. When you realize what your thoughts are and how they're not serving you, ask yourself, what could I think in this situation in order for this to serve me? And in this case, to serve us. All right. So then what I went to was, you know, I went to him and I said, I was curious. Um, I said, what did I say here? I want to make sure I'm not just saying something. Um, oh, okay. So I went to him from a different angle and I said, listen, you know, we haven't had a date in a long time, one that you haven't planned. Um, and I'm just curious, like, why, why is that happening? Versus me just kind of like, nitpicking, complaining about it. Like I'd really love a date. It'd really be nice. Da, 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 right. Instead I came to him and I just said, okay, what, what's the deal here? And he said, well, Lindsay, you're the planner. Like you're the one that makes things happen around here. So, you know, you just plan what the weekend is and then I'll take it from there and all that stuff. And so then I kind of sat with that and I'm like, like, I don't want to be the planner. Like I want you to take the lead. I want you to do this stuff. But then I started to realize it's like, he's kind of right. Like in regards to our family schedule and stuff, like I'm the one that plans everything and all that stuff. But then here's what happens. I start having a new model based off what he's told me. Okay. So, and this is where it gets tricky because life happens fast, right? We're, we're having conversations with people, but this is why it's so important. Sometimes we slow down and, you know, pull out a pen and paper, open a note doc or whatever, and start doing models um, and start seeing, okay, what is driving my actions here? Because the actions that I'm taking and the way that I'm feeling just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel like the best of me. Okay. So he, as I said, he came back to me and he said, okay, well, Lindsay, you're the planner. 
Okay, so I'm going to add that to it. You're the planner. Okay. So then, as I said, I kind of sat with that. And then finally, I sat down and I'm like, okay, I need to do some models on this because it's still just not sitting right with me. So then the thought started coming up was, were things like, I'm desperate. I don't like this was the other one. Okay. So then the feelings obviously were like desperation, discomfort. Um, it was really just like, from what I remember, a lot of discomfort. Like, okay, I know he's right, but I'm really uncomfortable with this. Okay. So, and sometimes too, when we, when we do a model and we sit back with it, we may not always have the action and result line because we've caught the model early on. We've caught the thoughts early on, which is a good thing because then we don't start taking action from that thought. So what I ended up doing was I reached out to a coach friend and I said, Hey, here's my model that's going on. Can you kind of coach me through it? Because yes, you can coach yourself on it all the time, but sometimes it's really nice to have a different perspective and somebody who is showing you your brain in a different way because our brain we're with it all day, every day. Right. And, um, it's really nice when somebody else can see what's going on with you when you can't see it. Right. So when I reached out to her, she's like, I said, well, here's my model. I just feel like I'm desperate. I don't like this. Then it goes to, okay, is that serving you to feel that or to think that I'm like, not really, but it still just feels really uncomfortable. (laughs) And so then we just start talking through the discomfort. Okay. And so this is what you're going to want to do for yourself or, you know, go with a coach, be it me or somebody else, and to start sitting with the discomfort. As I said earlier, our brains love to avoid motion so much that it will turn to just these quick hits of whatever we can find. We call them distractions in my coaching process of this distraction to not have to feel these things. But the reality is, is we just need to feel through it. We're not taught how to feel our emotions. This is what we need to be learning in school. Not about like, you know, the parts of the flower and all of these other things that we learn. We need to learn how to just sit with it. And so what I did with that coach for just like 10, 15 minutes was sit there in the discomfort of it and just kind of breathe through it. It's like, this just feels so uncomfortable because it was breaking so many patterns for me. I'd always been in a relationship where the guy would take the lead. And because in essence, you know, we're taught that a lot of times as women, right. To just let other people take the lead. But then too, it was comfortable for me. It's like, I'll just let him pursue me and I won't have to put myself out there. But I realized it's just not serving me anymore to do that. Okay. So I just had to sit with that discomfort so just breathe through it it's just and just acknowledging it's like this just this is just discomfort that's all i'm feeling i'm just feeling discomfort and then what happens it's like a wave okay we feel it and we think like oh i'm i'm going to never going to get rid of this thing it's just going to stay with me forever because what happens when, when we don't fully process our feelings that's what happens right we manifest that and that if something triggers us and we're angry you know we can be angry for so long but that's because we haven't fully processed it. Okay. And all we have to do, as I said, is we just sit with it. Allow the vibrations to go through our body. It's like, Oh, this is really discomforting. And then start listening to your brain. We call it the inner mean girl voice in my coaching, that negative inner voice. What is everything she's saying? And she's saying, it's just so desperate, Lindsay. Like, this is just really uncomfortable. Do you really want to do this? Do you really want to put yourself out there like that? 
And I just keep like talking it down. It's like, yes, nothing's gone wrong. Everything's fine. We can do this. Now I know for some people it's like, when we talk about feelings, it's very snowflakey or, um, it's like, really, do we really have to do those kind of things? It's, yeah, this is how the brain works. We have to be able to feel our feelings. We're emotional beings. This is part of the human experience is to feel our feelings. So many people coming to me for coaching, they'll say, well, I just want to feel better. I want to feel happy all the time. And I'll pull them back and I'll say, listen, yeah, we can absolutely create a better life for you. And one where you're feeling more positive emotion. But if you think you're going to be happy all the time, that's not part of being a human. There are going to be times when you feel certain feelings, one of which is discomfort, especially when we're doing coaching. I just put, or I think I put out a podcast today, or maybe it's later this week of finding comfort and discomfort. So if you're new to me, I have a podcast. It's called Become an Unstoppable Woman. You can find out any podcast player, but I'm talking about hard feelings a lot of times and how I experience them and how I feel them. And discomfort is the primary emotion you're likely going to feel when you're growing, no matter what it is, if it's relationships or anything else. And so many of us, we think something's gone wrong when we feel something like discomfort or anything else that we consider negative, but it's just, it's just what we have to feel and we have to allow ourselves to feel those things. Okay. So hopefully y'all can still see me. It says my internet's unstable. Can y'all just confirm in the chat that you guys can still hear me and stuff? Um, so yeah, so we want to be able to feel the feelings, okay? And once we feel the feelings and we kind of process through, it's not like that's just going to go away. Um, okay. Brandy says you can hear me. Okay, it's clear now. Awesome. Okay, so as I said, you want to be able to feel the feeling of the discomfort. It's not like it's just going to go away, but it's going to lessen. And then that's where you can come from the logical part of your brain and say, what is it that I really want to think here? What is it that will really serve me to be able to think about the situation? So for me, I decided, okay, I'm going to start to intentionally think that this is really fun. This is exciting. And I even thought other thoughts like this is an opportunity for me to grow. This is an opportunity for me to spend time with my husband. Like how exciting is that? That's what I want. Right. And so then I started generating some feelings of excitement because really at the end of the day, it's just, I want to spend time with him alone. You know? So what does it matter who initially puts it on the calendar or not? It doesn't really matter. My brain really wanted to hold on to the story that it was desperate and it was bad and wrong and all this other stuff, right? So then from there, I can intentionally start to put in, this is fun, this is exciting, and then take action from that place. And then likely, then I'm going to get the result that I want, which is that it's really fun and exciting to date my husband again, Okay. You guys seeing how this model works and are you seeing how everything comes back to our thoughts? For some people, they think really all I do is program in the thoughts that I want to think. Yeah, that's really it. <laughs> you know, our brain just feeds us all these different sentences all day long. And as I said earlier, we just take them as fact. It's like, oh, this is just the way the world works. or this is just how this person is or this is just how I am. It's just because you've had that story for a really long time. You've likely even been passed down that story from your parents or whoever helped raise you. You know, if we even get into epigenetics here, 
you know, sometimes a lot of our beliefs and stuff just come from our DNA, which is crazy. And it doesn't serve us at some point in our lives. We've got to go in and say, what's going to serve me instead? You know, I think about a lot of my clients who are working on career stuff. And as I talked about earlier, they give so much power away to however they're performing at work and how people at work are viewing them, or even just people in general, how people are viewing them. And it's like, okay, we've got to take that power back. Okay. You can always think that, um, you're rocking your job, no matter what your performance review says or whatever your boss says or whatever your coworkers say, because in essence, everybody else just has their own models. They have their own thoughts. And when you start to realize that they're just going through their own models with their own thoughts, it really has nothing to do with you at all, at all. No matter what anybody thinks about you, it's all about them. Wow. That just opens up so many doors. You know, I work with so many women who care so much what other people think of them. And when we start to change that script and they realize that it's not about them, then it's just so empowering. And they're able to do all the things that they've been wanting to do for so long. You know, I just talked to somebody who has an Etsy store and she's like, I love my Etsy store so much and, you know, I'm bringing in sales and all this stuff and I love what I do, but I just have all this fear about sharing it with my family and friends and my immediate network because I just think they're going to think, man, this is stupid or this, or they're going to critique my work. And, um, it's just so sad, right? You know, it's so sad to let the other people, other people's opinions or, or how they treat us to define who we are. You know, we can take all of that back at any time. And the way that we do that is with our thoughts. Okay. So go use a self-coaching model. It's amazing. It's so much fun. It's so empowering. As I keep saying to see that we always have the power. We can always change our thoughts. Does anybody have any questions or want any, um, specific you know, coaching that we can work through. We've got maybe just like a minute or two left because I've got to jump off and go on a client call, but really start to use this tool. Okay. And if you have any questions as you start to use this tool, feel free to email me. My email is Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at lindsayepreston.com. I would think most of you who are watching this video are already on my email list. So feel free to always email me questions. I also have a free online community. You just go to Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-E-Preston.com forward slash community. You can DM me there or, you know, post anything you want because I really want you to start to understand this because once you understand this, this is when you can become flipping unstoppable. Okay. That's why I have become an unstoppable woman as my podcast name. It's the first three months of the coaching process. I take my clients through because we're just constantly looking at their thoughts. I'm teaching them how to feel their feelings. We do a lot of feeling, healing, and dealing from things of their past. Because again, as I've said, really the way you're thinking now is just because of past experiences that your brain has built these stories around and has said, okay, we're going to build these stories about whatever happened to you to protect you moving forward. And the brain thinks it's doing an amazing job at protecting you. Like if we look at my example, don't reach out to guys, Lindsay. That's way too scary. It's serving you to just sit back and let them come to you. But at some point, those stories don't serve us anymore. We've got to change it. Okay. 
And the way that we start to change it is by analyzing our thoughts, allowing ourselves to feel our feelings and to doing some, some healing around past stuff so that those stories don't hold as much power. Because remember, every thought that you have is just a sentence in your brain. That's it. It's just a sentence. If it feels like more than a sentence to you, it just has some vibration to it, just some feelings to it. Just allow yourself to process it. And um, if we work together uh, in my coaching, you'll really learn how to process those feelings throughout those first few months of working together. And then that's when the external results just start coming like crazy. And know that too, just because you change a thought, don't expect it to show up in your result line right away. Okay. You may even be working certain thoughts that you have for years. You know, the example I gave in the last training was about when I had a divorce and I was 28. I found out he had a double life and all this other stuff. I didn't have a job at the time. And the thought that I intentionally put in there during that time was this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. The best. And there were times that were really freaking hard. There were times when I didn't have a lot of money There were times when I had setbacks. And so the result line didn't equal the thought line of this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. But I kept thinking that thought no matter what until it became the result line. Okay. They say the number one skill for success is resiliency. Okay. You got to just keep getting back up and keep believing enough until it becomes your result. Okay. You just keep going after. We call this massive action in coaching. You just got this focused, intense action. It's not frantic action. Most of you are probably taking frantic action where it's just like, let me do all these things and get whatever I want. You start to just really ground yourself, believe whatever thought you want to believe just enough and start taking action on that and resilience no matter what happens and keep getting back up. Okay. All right. Let me see what you got in the chat. Um, Okay. Patricia, how can I find the Facebook group? Um, It's not a Facebook group, Patricia. It's outside of Facebook because many of my clients aren't on Facebook anymore. Um, So it's Mighty Networks is the community, but it's Lindsay. Here, I'll put it in the chat. But it's lindsayepresson.com forward slash community.com. So yeah, go over there if you want to ask me questions. Um, Okay, so let's talk about coaching real quick. If you know you want to coach with me, I only have three spots left for the rest of the year. So I used to, I just had four, but I just got off a consult call and she has signed up. So now I only have three spots for the rest of 2020. So if you want to massively change your life, if you, there are certain things you want to attain in your life um, and you want to guarantee that they're going to happen because I guarantee results for people. That's why we have that free consult. I really get clear on what it is you want and make sure we can achieve that in the next nine months. Okay. You want to make sure you're going to get those things. It's time to coach with me. Okay. As I said, only three spots left. The first step is to go to lindsayepreston.com forward slash apply. And you'll just answer a couple questions. I'll put this in the chat too. Um, You'll answer a couple questions and then I'll reach out to you and let you know um, my schedule for consults. Okay. Um, Right now, I think I'm like two or three weeks booked out. So you'll want to get on that quick if you want to start in 2020. So many people think, well, I'll just start in 2021. I'll start in January, make it a fresh start. Why? Why would you wait to get results? I have 
clients that get so many massive results just in the first 30 days. People who cut their anxiety by like 30%, people who start making more money, doing all the things. There's no need to wait. If you are really ready to make change happen and you're like, no more, let's do this. And I encourage you to apply. Okay. But otherwise, if you still just want to sit with this, go use this coaching tool, start to see how your thoughts are the thing that's impacting your feelings, actions, and results and reach out. If you need me, I'm here no matter what, if you work with me beyond free trainings or not, I'm here to empower women and help women no matter what that looks like. Okay. Go rock it. My friend, you can do this and just know I'm here to help you whenever you need it. I hope to see you again soon. Bye. Hey there, Miss Unstoppable. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode. If you enjoyed it, share it with a friend. Send them a picture of this episode via text, via email, share it on social media. I'm sure they would be so appreciative to know these strategies and tips on how to accomplish your dreams. If you are ready to guarantee you're going to accomplish your goals and dreams, then it's time to start coaching with me. In my nine-month simple success coaching system, I am going to walk you every single step of the way to ensure that you get the goals and dreams that you want. The first step is to apply for a free 60-minute consult call. Just go to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash apply to get started. As always, my friend, remember... You're only as unstoppable as you believe you can be. So believe in yourself. You got this.